Hi there, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses or IELTSETC.com. Uh, today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to look at one aspect of writing which um, people have been asking me a lot about and that's all about um, coherence and cohesion. So remember in the writing you've got four scores. One of them is answering the question or, or task achievement. One of them is uh, vocabulary, which is also called lexical resource. One of them is, of course, grammar or grammatical range and accuracy. And the last one is the one I think is quite difficult to get a grasp of because it's called coherence and cohesion. And you think, well, what do those two words mean and how can I get a high score in them? So that's what I'm going to talk about today um, because I've just been preparing a video lesson and I've done, I'm trying to simplify basically because it's a huge area. The whole area of linking words and making things make sense is a huge area. And I've tried to put it in a 10 minute video. So I thought I would share a few of the thoughts I've had with you in order to help you. And um, before we do that, um, yesterday I posted a challenge on Facebook which was a 28 day challenge using my planner which you can download for free from my website. So in the planner it kind of gives you something to do every day just so that you have a daily routine and daily practice and you can either do everything it says which would probably take you about two hours a day <laughs> but it's still cheaper than a course. Or you can just choose one thing, you know, you could focus on just, say, the vocabulary and the issues, or you could just focus on the, the writing, but or the listening, whatever. Um, so in my Facebook group, I just saw, okay, April the 1st, let's make some goals. And I've posted today and yesterday just about eight words of vocabulary um, that I know just from my 20 years of experience come up again and again and again and again in different forms. And my argument is, or my philosophy is that if you know these words and you know just what they stand for or what they represent, then this will help you enormously with your listening and with your reading. And, you know, you, you see my listening and reading gap fills. It's always the same type of word that comes up. And the more you listen to my podcasts, <laughs> the more you'll see how they come up again and again. You know, a word like environment will come up because it's a key issue and it came up in the listening yesterday and the spelling is a problem. So there are certain areas of, you know, environment with the N. So I know these things. I've seen them a hundred times. And so I've put them all into mind maps. I haven't finished yet by any means, but I still think I've probably got the most essential words at least. Um, so in my Facebook on my Facebook page, I've put about eight words that I thought you could learn every day. But a lot of people have asked me, well, what am I supposed to do with these words? And that's a very good question. Um, I'm not expecting you to do anything with them, except just know that these words are important. And if you see those words in the list on Facebook and think, hang on a minute, I don't know that word. Well, just check it. That That's all really. That's that's the first step. Um, 
So today, for example, I it's all about um, animals or agriculture or kind of humans management of wildlife. And it's that kind of topic comes up in IELTS a lot. And um, for example, things like native species and invasive species. So those words, you have to know what they mean, of course, but you have to know why IELTS talk about it. Why is it a problem? Why is it an issue? Um, so if you checked native species, then you'd find out, you know, it was the species that originally came from that country. And then if you checked uh, introduced or invasive species, you'd know that it was a species that was brought into that country. And of course, it causes problems because, well, lots of problems. Um, so, you've, you know, I'm not expecting to learn those words in order to use them, not actively, but you know, it's it should be part of your passive knowledge. These terms have to be part of your passive knowledge of vocabulary in order to get you through the, the reading and the listening at the level that you want to be. Um, I don't mean that you should be, therefore, in the speaking and the writing. I don't think you should be learning these words and talking about invasive species or uh, native species. However, um, you know, why not? But that's the kind of higher level. If you can use those words and talk about problems, then great. But at the moment, if you're looking at those words and thinking, OK, I only know about two or three of these words, then for this, at this point in time, check them out. Make that your daily routine. Just find out a little bit about the background of them. You know, today we had endangered species, um, in danger of extinction, for example, all of those issues, you know, and th those words come up quite a lot. And if you feel, oh, I know all of those words, great. Then push yourself even further. So if I gave you a word like um, pollution, then check out, you know, all of the forms, polluted, a pollutant as a noun, for example. Um, are they countable, uncountable? Do you know the forms? Can you use them in a sentence? Can you pronounce them? Where's the stress? Blah, blah, blah. All that kind of thing. So do whatever you want with these words. Record them, write them down, draw pictures if you want. Um, I don't mind, but they're just designed to be a little bit of a push so that when you see them, you'll think, oh, yeah, I must check those words. And who knows? Well, I know it will help you. <laughs> I know it will. Um, also, um, yeah, no, that's it. That's enough for today. I'll, I'll give you a little chat tomorrow as well then. OK, so now I'm going to talk about the thing I started with, which was all about coherence and cohesion in the writing task two. So in order to understand what they expect, we have to look at the band descriptors. So I'm going to look at the seven and the six and the five. So the seven and the six, seven tends to be just really positive. Six is a kind of a mix of it's a good try, but not quite correct. And then five is the kind of more negative wording. So seven says logically organizes information, clear progression throughout. So we know this. You have to organize your thoughts. You have to write a plan that has to be clear and there has to be progression. 
What does it mean, progression? Well, this is a key word. Um, it means, you know, if you start by saying, I'm going to argue these three things, then we will expect to see number one, number two, number three in a kind of progressive form and linked, not just three different, completely different random ideas. So that's a seven, clear progression and logically organised. uses a range of cohesive devices appropriately. So all of the cohesive devices we'll talk about today um, you know, to show contrast, to show example, to show similarities. You have to use a range of them, not just but and however. And then a clear central topic within each paragraph. So clear paragraphs, clear topic, logically organised, clear progression, a range of devices. That's a seven. Six, um, they say, OK, you arrange the information coherently and clear overall progression. So you think, OK, well, that's not much different from the last one. OK, so we come to the cohesive devices effectively, but cohesion within or between sentences may be faulty or mechanical. So this time you're starting to use, you're using devices, but they may be faulty, maybe mistakes or mechanical. And mechanical is a big problem if you're just putting in addition or moreover or besides in front of every sentence. We don't want that. That's unnatural and mechanical. Um, okay, and the six, you're using paragraphs, but maybe not logical, but you're using paragraphs. Five, OK, so you've got some organisation, but a lack of progression. So maybe you've got paragraphs, um, but there's no pro progression of thought. Cohesive devices, which is the linking words, inadequate, not enough, inaccurate, wrong, or overuse. So overuse would be this thing of using but or and every time without any variety. The writing may be repetitive because of a lack of referencing and substitution. So the word referencing meaning, you know, if you say um, animals are treated cruelly in zoos, they are kept in cages. So they substitutes animals and refers back to animals. Um, and then for a five paragraphs may be inadequate. So a lack of paragraphs immediately gives you a five um, a five also is when you don't use the devices correctly and you don't have any progression. So those are the band scores. Um, but I'm going to have a quick look now, moving on to exactly what. What is coherence and cohesion? Are they two different things? Do we need both of them? <laughs> well, yes, of course, we need both of them because they're they're both in the band descriptors. But what's the difference? Don't worry about the words. I mean, teachers mix them up. I mix them up. I have, I've got them written down in front of me because I think, oh, which one's cohesion? Which one's coherence? Don't worry about them. All you've got to worry about is one of them is kind of the big picture, which is kind of like the framework or the, the kind of skeleton of your essay. And the other things are the little things that hold it together. So coherence or the big picture is about the overall structure, the paragraphs. Each paragraph has a topic sentence. Um, logical sequencing, the reader can follow it with ease. So that's kind of big things, macro things. And then cohesion is the little things, the micro things. 
And I've got a list here of different types of linking words. Let me just run you through the list. <laughs> so you could use linking words to give examples, for example, e.g. to illustrate, um, to give explanations, um, owing to, because of, due to, things like that. Um, to give results as a result for this reason, consequently. Um, to strengthen or give more evidence, more ideas. In addition, another reason for this, furthermore. Or you could use linking words to add conditions. If, provided that, unless, only if, even if, those kind of things. So all of those are ways of extending your main points and strengthening your arguments. Other little words for cohesion, kind of tell the reader what you're doing. Um, so, for example, you, you're saying, well, first of all, to begin with, secondly and finally. So you're showing a list or a sequence. Uh, you want to show contrast using like however, although, on the other hand, you want to give your opinion. As far as I'm concerned, it seems to me, in my opinion, or you may want to conclude. You want to say, OK, to sum up, to summarize on the whole, in general, in summary, things like that. Um, the other little words help you to avoid repetition. So those words we talked about, substitution words like it or they or such or the former, the latter, things like that. Using synonyms, that's another form of cohesion so that the theme is clear throughout. You know, So if it's a question about young people, you'd use things like teenagers, youngsters, adolescents, the younger generation. So that holds it together through synonyms. And there are other ways of linking um, sentences, for example, by using ing verbs. And that's a whole other thing that we'll go into. Um, so basically, that is cohesion and coherence. So you've got to think about how your essay is structured and ordered. Each paragraph has one topic. Each paragraph has a topic sentence, which clearly tells the reader what the paragraph is about. And most of all, that you have progression. So if you've got three good reasons why you disagree with something, you say first of all and secondly and finally. And it just all has to kind of make sense and add up and um, be easy for the reader to follow. So how can you improve it? Well, one thing you could do is to look at a model essay or several model essays and write down the kind of the bare bones in note form. So write a kind of a skeleton plan that you've taken from a model essay. Um, of course, you you have to read the essay carefully to look for all these linking words before you write the note form. Then you write it in note form, like a skeleton map. And then you go back and try to rewrite the essay using this little skeleton map. And that will help you kind of build the habit of using a really clear structure. And do this as many times as you want. I mean, go back and have a look and see how yours compares with this model essay and do it with a variety of models. I know it's hard work, but I think you will see a difference. You will notice um, that perhaps your sentences might have been a little bit simple or, you know, by just linking them with a which, a relative pronoun, for example, um, 
helps you extend your sentences and then they become more complex um, and that you know also adds to your cohesion and coherence scores. So something a little bit different today um, but I hope you found it useful. Please please do feel free to comment, um, send me a message on this podcast if you want or just comment in Facebook and tell me your thoughts. Tell me how easy or difficult you find organising your uh, task and, and what do you do to build cohesion and coherence into your essay. So thanks very much for listening again. I look forward to hearing from you. All the best for now. Bye.